This is a Library Channel program from the UC San Diego Library. Visit us at www.uctv.tv slash library channel for interviews, author talks, and other programs that will inspire you to read, write, think, and dream. I'd like you to take a moment just to consider what did you see when you looked in the mirror this morning? I saw an organism that's just 43% human, and not just because it was early and I hadn't had my coffee yet. Uh, but when we think about what makes us up as human beings, uh, our bodies consist of about 30 trillion human cells and about 39 trillion microbial cells, according to the latest numbers. Um, and so that's where this 43% human number comes from. Now, you might be thinking, well, well wait a minute. Uh, why do we care about the counts of cells? Surely it's our DNA that matters. So let's think about this again at the genetic level. Each of us has about 20,000 human genes, depending on exactly what you want to count as a gene. But amazingly, we've found that the size of our microbial gene catalogue ranges from 2 to 20 million microbial genes. And so by that measure, we're at best 1% human. And you might have heard of a lot of excitement about systems biology, even systems medicine, but it's hard to do systems anything if you're neglecting 99% of that system, which is what we're doing when we're neglecting our microbial genes. But what's perhaps, what's perhaps most important, though, is that remember that our human genes, we can't change, right? We're fixed with those human genes at birth, whereas, as I'll show you, our microbiomes are, incre are incredibly malleable, and so it provides an incredible message of hope that those 99% of the genes doing all these metabolic reactions are the part of the system that we can change if we just knew the right direction to change it. Over the course of the 20th century, there were remarkable public health advances, and I don't want to diminish the importance of those advances in terms of, uh, in, in terms of providing solutions to a lot of these childhood diseases and even adult diseases caused by single pathogens. So the rates of everything from measles to tuberculosis uh, caused by single organisms declined precipitously over the 20th century due to advances in public health uh, practices and advances in technology. But at the same time, we saw this explosion in chronic disease, including things like multiple sclerosis and Crohn's disease and type 1 diabetes and asthma. And what amazes me is that when this article was published a little over a decade ago in the New England Journal of Medicine, one of the most prestigious medical, medical journals, uh, none of these diseases had been, had been linked to the microbiome. Whereas today, uh, we know from epidemiological data uh, in humans and also from detailed studies of mechanism in rodent models that all four of those diseases and dozens of others are linked to the microbiome. As we've seen associations between the microbiome and all kinds of things that you wouldn't expect. So you probably expected that diet and age and antibiotics affected your microbiome, but you might not have expected that it was associated with things like sleep or exercise or what season of the year you sample your microbiome in, all of which we discovered first through American gut.